Welcome to How to Apply to College Like a Pro, or as we like to call it, how to make sure you truly show how awesome you are through your college applications. This podcast is created and sponsored by members of Occam Education, a private education and admissions consulting team with over a decade in creating personalized education plans, tutoring, and admissions consulting. This is episode three, Let's Get Personal. And we promise to do that as we talk about application or personal essays, as they're known. Your distinguished hosts today are yours truly, Dan Brown and David George. Hello, everyone. So, Dave, we promised to get personal, so we might as well start right out of the gate. How would you describe your personal character? Integrity, openness, thoughtfulness, and humility are perhaps the four values I prize most. I strive to be honest and treat others with the same degree of transparency and honesty I would hope from them. I know people come from different backgrounds, and I try to acknowledge that my own worldview is just one of many, particularly when I find myself moving quickly to judgment or feeling upset. And I try to remain cognizant that while I'm a scholar and strive to be well-informed, there is always more to know. That was a great response, Dave. Do you want to tell our audience what we just did? Yes, this is the prestige or the unveiling. So the question you asked me, how would you describe your personal character, is a kind of blunt version of a pretty common short personal essay prompt. Texas Christian University, or TCU for example, has that exact prompt on its application this year. And then I responded in 91 words, just under the 100-word limit for the prompt. And if that answer made anyone feel uncomfortable, that is also a good introduction to the personal essays. They can be quite personal. Thank you for that unveiling. And yes, the movie references continue. If you are a student, I will note The Prestige is a movie worth making the time to watch. Agreed. Okay, so we've had an example of a short prompt, but now tell me what we're going to cover in total today. What's the outline, Professor? So we are going to start with an overview of the personal essay landscape who requires them, what some common prompts are, and what they should generally look like and sound like. And then we're going to suggest a framework for writing them. And this is a framework you use pretty regularly. Yes. Every year I guide students through this writing process as they are applying to universities. And most of the students I work with tend to apply to 10 or so universities, and we might end up with dozens of essays. That sounds like a lot of work. It is, but as we'll see, some of the essay prompts are either the same with different word limits or can be made to overlap because of the flexibility provided in the prompts. We do spend a lot of time on these because they are super important for competitive universities. And if a student is on the cusp of being admitted to any university, they can really help. So yes, hours and hours are spent on essays, and using a methodical framework really makes the process sane, or at least more sane, and fairly efficient. That makes sense. Uh, So why don't you start by telling us about the landscape as a whole? Who requires essays? How many are usually required? And what are some of the common prompts? And then maybe what are some weird prompts, just for fun? Sure. So as we mentioned in the first episode, most universities are going to require at least one personal essay, and the word limit is normally... 500 to 650 words. And sorry to interrupt, but should I be writing essays that are the length of the word limit? Pretty much. The common application's personal essay, for example, needs to be at least 250 words and at most 650 words. Whenever you see an upper word limit, you normally want to write your essays to be about that length. You want to remember that the personal essays are an opportunity to impress the admissions committee. 
So you should really use as much space as they allow. Okay, that's good to know. So aim for the upper word limits. Okay, so back to the essays overall. Most universities will require at least one big 500 to 650 word essay. What about the other essays? So a lot of universities, especially ones that are more competitive, will ask students to respond to one or more additional essay prompts. And these essays, we'll call them supplemental essays, normally range from 150 to 650 words. Can you give me some examples? So Amherst College has a number of these. There is a 175-word essay that asks for additional personal information. The exact prompt is, at Amherst, we know that identity is more than checkboxes. If you would like to share more about your identity, background, family, culture, or community, please tell us more. Amherst also has a 175-word essay that asks you to elaborate on an extracurricular activity or work experience of particular significance to you. And finally, Amherst asks you to either write a 300-word essay responding to one of four prompts they provide or to submit a graded paper from your junior or senior year that best represents your writing skills and analytical abilities. Okay, so Amherst asks you to write a few 175 to 300-word responses, although I guess you could also send a graded writing submission instead of the 300-word response. Why are you calling these essays? Is a 175-word response asking about an extracurricular activity really an essay? Good question. Fine. Semantics. And the short answer is that we call it an essay because you should treat it as an essay. 175 words is about the length of three short paragraphs. And when you're choosing which activity to write about, you do want to have a strategic plan. You want to show something special about yourself. So let's say you're applying to Amherst. Amherst is a really tough school to get into. So before you start writing, you really need to think about the things you've done in high school to make sure you're showing yourself in the best possible light. So this is the brainstorming phase. List everything you've done in terms of clubs, groups, and also in terms of achievements. We are going to talk more about this in an upcoming episode, but basically you want to brainstorm a list of possible topics. Then at the end, you start going through your list. You see that you've won first place in a regional speech competition, and you made a website for a dog-walking volunteer organization you started with your friends. A dog-walking volunteer organization sounds like an excellent idea. It was one of my most excellent ideas. Okay, so now you have your idea for your 175-word extracurricular activity essay. Can't you just write it? You could do anything, but that would be a mistake. You should then outline the main points you want to mention. And this usually relates to what is shown elsewhere in your application. Good things to show in general are leadership, problem solving, and pro-social behavior. If you are applying to study computer science, you might also talk a little bit about the technical process of building the website itself. Maybe you've used an algorithm to suggest times for people requesting a dog walker. Okay. So this is really the reason we're calling it an essay. There is topic generation, then outlining, and next I'm guessing will be drafting and editing. You are a most excellent guesser. It's almost like you've done this for over a decade. The next steps would be turning your outline into a draft. And yes, you should have paragraphs if the essay is 175 words. 
And the reason you are drafting here is that while the prompt seems innocent enough, how you write is going to be evaluated. So you will want to make sure there are no grammatical mistakes, and you also want to make sure your tone, style, uh, word choice are helping you put your best foot forward. And this means you'll likely want to write these drafts early so you can edit them and at least once and probably a few days after you wrote them so you can read them in a different light. Would you recommend having other people read these essays? Well, that depends. It can certainly be useful getting feedback from other people, but you have to be careful who you ask and what you are asking them to comment on. Okay, so I should take caution in soliciting feedback. Give me an example. Part of what makes us us, for example, good at giving feedback on the applications is that we pretty thoroughly know the admissions process and what students should be trying to do in each essay. We also look at the applications as a whole when we are giving feedback on an essay. And then all of us have taught English or composition, so we're good at giving feedback on grammar, style, and structure. For students or parents listening to this at home, it's probably going to be difficult to find one person they know and trust who has that background. But maybe a person does know someone who has taught composition or is a really good writer, maybe a lawyer or an author or something like that. The people can certainly give comments on grammar, structure, and tone, but you should be careful in taking strategy advice from them. That makes sense. Uh, What about looking up examples of extracurricular essays, maybe online? That can certainly be helpful, but you need to be a bit cautious doing that as well. The beauty of the internet is that information is pretty easy to access. The problem is sometimes that information is not that great. Okay, that's a good point. And I think that's why we are going to provide at least a couple good examples of essays in the show notes, right? That's right. Essay examples are useful, but we think the commentary on the essays is actually even more helpful. So we decided to post some essays with our comments about what was well done and not so well done in the essays. Lovely. So be sure to check the show notes for some annotated examples. So we have talked a little bit about the requirements, and you have given us an example of a shorter essay prompt. Give me some numbers concerning the big 650-word personal essay. How likely is it that I will have to write one? Sure. So let's take the common application. This is the big shared application we talked about in episode one. There are almost 900 universities that accept the common application. And this year, almost 500 of them require the big personal essay. So overall, about 55% of universities that take the common application require the big essay. However, This percentage jumps when you look at the more competitive universities that take the common application. About 80% of these require the big personal essay. Okay, and what about the supplemental essays you mentioned? In rough terms, for the top 200 universities and liberal arts colleges ranking-wise, about 140 have supplemental essays. And on average, they have three supplemental essays, and the combined word limit for those three supplemental essays is 850 words. And just as a quick aside, these numbers come from the database we've built that powers our mobile app, Vita.me, which you can download from a link in the show notes. Now, some of those essays are technically optional, but most are required. And as we mentioned earlier, most optional essays are not really optional at competitive universities. That's right. You can always submit your application without writing an optional essay, but it is especially difficult to get accepted if you do not submit optional essays. 
And part of that comes from what you discussed in the last episode when you talked about demonstrated interest. Exactly. The optional essays are one way universities are trying to see how much you really are interested in attending their university. So the thinking is, we'll make this optional, but we bet students who really want to attend will complete it. And our university only wants to admit students we think will attend. Because if we accept someone and they don't attend, it hurts our rankings a little bit. This is a discussion on yield in our last pod. I do want to pause here for just a minute to discuss something that might be puzzling some of our listeners. We are using the words they and their a lot when they seem to refer to singular nouns. You want to explain why this is actually not a grammatical mistake and something that would cause our listeners to wonder if we really do know anything about language and composition? Sure. So they has actually been used as a singular noun for centuries. And since most people rightly tip their hat to the eternal bard Shakespeare for his word prowess, let me quote an example from Comedy of Errors. There's not a man I meet but doth salute me as if I were their well-acquainted friend. Thanks for mentioning that. And for listeners who might be more interested in this topic, we would suggest looking up prescriptivism and descriptivism. They describe two models in linguistics. Language is a wonderful thing. So competitive universities are probably going to ask for a few supplemental essays, and most universities, competitive or not, are going to require a big personal essay. That is correct. So we said earlier we would discuss some of the more common topics and some of the weirder ones. What do you want to start with? Let's start with the common topics. The weird ones are pretty fun, and we want to leave our audience something to look forward to at the end. Keep them coming back. Smart. So for the common topics, 80 to 90% of them fall into four categories. There is the why us category, the extracurricular activity category we mentioned earlier, the identity or background category, and the field of study category. Those are the big four. So we covered the extracurricular activity category a bit earlier. Is there anything else you want to say about it? No, just that this essay can have a word limit ranging from 100 to 400 words. This is also the most common supplemental essay. To give some examples, Vanderbilt, Stanford, Harvard, Purdue, Brown, Howard are just some of the schools that require this essay. Sometimes this is combined with the YS topic. And you're asked why you want to pursue your major at our university. These essays are usually 300 to 500 words. All of your essays should be methodical. But this one probably feels the most methodical. You'll note your field of study, give a few reasons why you picked it, talk about your career plans, and then definitely relate it all to that university. So even if you're not asked, you should still relate it to the university. That is correct, and that is a pro tip. All right, we have already packed a lot of information into this episode, but we should probably mention that sometimes, depending on the college or the program of study you select, you will actually have extra essays. That's right, and this is the reason you need to complete the field of study and university-specific questions as soon as you can. You actually will not see this type of supplemental essay until you complete those fields. Okay, so a word of caution there. 
fill out the university's specific questions and field of study questions in the common application or the coalition application as soon as you can. Otherwise, you might get an unexpected essay question to do later. And we did make a promise earlier uh, about weird essay topics. So maybe just give me one to get a sense of what else I might have to do. Sure. And when we're looking for a weird prompt, and I mean this in a good way, we can always count on the University of Chicago. This year, one of the University of Chicago essays is actually a choice between different prompts. All these prompts are fun, but here's one to give you an example. Who does Sally sell her seashells to? How much wood can a woodchuck really chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Pick a favorite tongue twister, either originally in English or translated from another language, and consider a resolution to its conundrum using the method of your choice. Math, philosophy, linguistics, it's all up to you or your woodchuck. That is fun. Well, this has been a pretty dense episode of personal essay information and tips. Is there any parting advice you want to leave our audience with? Get started early and treat each response like an essay. Brainstorm, outline, draft, and edit. Be careful who you ask for advice. And remember that the more you can put university-specific information into your essays, the greater your demonstrated interest. And that does help you get admitted. And then make sure you fill out the university-specific and field-of-study questions early in your applications so any hidden essays will appear afterward and you'll have a better idea of what you actually need to do. That's great advice and a pretty good summary of what we covered. And with that, we wrap this third episode of How to Apply to College Like a Pro. Check the show notes for a summary of the episode and a link to our new mobile app, Vita.me, which has hundreds of universities and their supplemental essay questions. It is available now in Apple's App Store. Next up in episode four, tell me about yourself. We will discuss how to assemble a resume and complete the extracurricular activities section of your applications. 